difficulties have occurred with the hosts of this podcast please do not adjust your broadband connection thank you hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the average joe show episode number 23 i'm your host Corey shirt and joining me as always my sidekick my cohort in crime the man whose two best friends are his dog and a jar of peanut butter mr ward miller ward how are you doing tonight outstanding good 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 uh, how's the weather over there uh, surprisingly warm or warmer, um, Monday, or let's see what day was it? Thursday when I was going to work, it was four degrees and today it's a balmy 28 and they're expecting tomorrow to be in the forties and rainy. So, I mean, within a two day period, we've, you know, climbed, you know, 36 degrees or whatever. And it's, uh, something to look forward to. <laughs> Well, this morning it was like nine degrees out, so we're a little, we're in the heat wave compared to you. And uh, we uh, had uh, it's going to be like in the forties this weekend too. So we're going to supposedly like the next seven days are supposed to be like in the forties and high forties too. It's supposed to be really nice now. It's almost springtime here. I'm kind of liking that. Speaking of uh, speaking of local things, believe it or not, this last week uh, about twenty miles away, we had a three point zero on the Richter scale earthquake. Really? Yeah, I don't know if it hit any of the news there because you know local earthquakes, especially in the Northeast, are kind of like big stories. Yeah, it was about ten o'clock uh, Monday night, Tuesday night. I can't remember in one of the towns near us, maybe about you know twenty miles away tops. It's not that far of a drive. It was a three point The epicenter was right there. It was kind of weird. Well, a three is pretty big, isn't it? Yeah, it is pretty. I mean, especially for the East Coast, it's it's pretty big. Yeah, but that's big. I mean, you can feel a little bit shaken in the house. Of course, you know, you know, things weren't falling off the shelves, but it it, it kind of sounded like the washer was like uh, off its uh, load. There was like the the clothes were on one side of the washer, and the washer's bouncing back and forth. Kind of had that huh. kind of feeling. Yeah, it was it was strange. Uh, I've never actually experienced an earthquake before. Never never lived in California or on the West Coast. Well, I'm sure that if you if you did, you'd know you know which one you know what's high on the considered high on the Richter scale. I, I'm not sure. You know, it, living in Pittsburgh, I don't you know, and being as most of my time was spent on the East Coast, I really can't say you know what's what's a big earthquake and what's not. You know. Oh, I. I... Um, but 3.0 sounds pretty, you know, I guess big. Well, if you've never been in an earthquake, it is, it is big, you know? Yeah. Well, I think I th- wasn't the, that, that big one that they had in California that broke the bridges and stuff. Wasn't that like a 7? Something like that. It, it, it was it was, during the storm, it was during a World Series, like, uh, I think 89. Maybe 10, 15 years ago? I thought was it was. 89? I, I, you know, I don't know. I don't have the information. But, yeah, Candlestick Park. It was when they were playing. Um, I want to say '89, maybe maybe newer than that, but it was, it it was at least a decade and a half ago. Yeah, that was like a seven, seven point two, something like that. I don't remember the exact number. But I, I bet you uh, last Sunday there was a big earthquake in Pittsburgh. Yeah, I, I'd say right about ten thirty, eleven o'clock. You could just hear massive explosions, and. uh once again, my Steelers have won the Super Bowl, and uh, the name of the city has been officially changed to Sixburg. Uh, it, it was it, that was one of the Super Bowls I've seen pretty much ever. You know, because normally the Super Bowls have become anticlimactic. You know, one team just come out, comes out and just totally dominates the other team, or that's not that close, that late. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, I mean it, it was literally down to the last, the last drive that you know the the, the uh, Cardinals could have come back and actually won it. Yeah, and I mean there were three minutes left on the last drive when when the Steelers scored. It, it, it was uh, just a total, uh, totally awesome game all the way around. 
Well, you know, I can't. Oh, I agree with you. Well, you know, obviously, you know, it's a great Super Bowl because, you know, you're, you're a Steelers fan and you're from the area. But this was probably one of the best Super Bowls I've seen in, I don't know, a long time. I think at least since the century started, it seems like all the Super Bowls we've had have been pretty much yawners for a while now. This has probably been one of the best ones we've had. I mean, it, it, I mean, you know, I mean, it was great. I mean, it goes right down. It goes right down to the last drive with Kurt Warner. You know, they had two timeouts left, and you know, the Steelers just came up to the plate, and they they had some great defense there, and boom, they made sure that they won the game, twenty-seven to twenty-three. Did you uh, speak? A side note. You know, I- a side note here. Did you did you notice the show notes I gave you? Yes, I did. Where you said that the Cardinals won. Yeah, I, I, I meant to say something about that. But, yeah. uh, uh, pants on fire. That's that's it. Um, I, I, and I was pretty close to my prediction too. You were you still got that? Yeah, your prediction was the Steelers thirty-one fourteen. I picked the Cards twenty-one seventeen. I actually was closer on the score, but obviously the Steelers went backwards. <laughs> yeah, if you took my score and, and your prediction, I, you know, honestly, I thought the Steelers were going to win. I mean, the Steelers was the most more dominant team, but the Cardinals haven't won a. I can't say a Super Bowl, but I can say championship uh, series since uh, like nineteen forty-seven or forty-eight. It's been over sixty years for them. Yeah, and, and you know, not to take nothing away from them. Uh, Ken Wisenhunt, their head coach, was he was in Pittsburgh. He was the uh, offensive coordinator. Um, they have a bunch of guys to play for them that were former Steelers. Uh, I, I don't have nothing bad to say about them. They're not one of them teams that you can hate. No, I agree. You know, it, it's not a Dallas or you know something to that extent where you're like, you know what, I just hate everything about this team. You know, or you know, even one player. Like Terrell Owens, you know I hate everything Terrell Owens. The, Larry Fitzgerald, he went to school here in Pittsburgh. Uh, he was a great star at the University of Pittsburgh. Uh, Kurt Warner, he, he's classy, you know, and he he's been dealt some really you know crappy breaks in his career, and uh, you know he's he's never talked bad about it. He just keeps moving on, doing what he's got to do. Uh, like I said, it, it makes it makes it hard to be you know to hate them. Oh yeah, they're like you said. There's there's a few teams you have to hate, and they're not one of those teams. It's not you don't hate them, you don't love them. If you know if they win a game, that's fine. If they lose a game, that's fine. You you, you don't carry the way unless of course you're an Arizona fan or when they were in St. Louis. You know you're you're a fan of theirs, which is great. But uh, you know it, a sick. It's great that you know Pittsburgh won again. Now now. Are they tied for the most wins, or do they have the most wins, period? No. no they now have the most win, most Super Bowl wins. That's great. And just a little bit, and just a little piece of you, there's one guy who is a former player who has all six rings. Can you name him? I have no clue who it could be. How about Mean Joe Green? He's got all six rings? He's got all six rings. Nah. Joe Green, because he's the strength coach for the Steelers. Oh, he's with he's he's with the Steelers. I didn't know he was still around. Yes, he is. He he is the strength coach for the Pittsburgh Steelers, and he, in fact, after he uh, retired, he was a coach, like a defensive line coach in uh, Miami for a couple years under Don Shula, and then uh, once Shula retired, he came back to Pittsburgh, and he was here for. And when we won the uh, the ring three years ago, in forty in Super Bowl forty and in forty three, so you, you can amaze your friends with that little bit of trivia. I would love to meet him and say, "Show me your reins." That would be awesome. Can you imagine that? having a whole fist oh, yeah. of reins and starting the, your next fist? I was like, "Yeah." And of course, we all know who Mean Joan Green is. He's the he's the football player from that classic seventies uh, Coca Cola commercial. Oh, absolutely! And, and if you'd see him, because I saw him. Um, at a Steeler game last season. Right. And he looks like he can still play. He's got to be like in his 60s now, doesn't he? Yeah, he's in his 60s, but he's a monster. And I saw him with uh, Mel Blunt from that same era team. And Mel Blunt was quite possibly one of the best cornerbacks I've ever seen ever. You know, you could talk about Rod Woodson and, you know, 
you you na- you know insert cornerback here, and he is just he's the cornerback's cornerback. Mel Blunt was the best I've ever seen. Well, you know, I I love it when you get these teams where you have a player that's as prolific as Mean Joe Green that you associate with one team and. You know, he might have gone places for years, but he comes back and he's still with the team. And I, I love that. You know, it's just it's old school football, not like these free agents right. you have nowadays that bounce from team to team for year to year. Well, there was a quote I've seen uh, that Jack Lambert had given. And he said, if I had to do it all over again, I'd, pl- I'd be a professional football player. And you're damn right. I'd play for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Oh, of course. Steelers in the yeah. 70s. Steelers in the 70s were phenomenal. I'll tell you what, this, this team isn't isn't that bad. No, they're the not defense, that bad. The, you know, the defense is a lot tougher, you know, and it's a lot It's the, because the game has changed so much and it's become more of a passing game. Uh, the defense has to change. And I think that the Steelers' defense is totally adapted to that requisite change. But... Yeah, that's. I'm kind of biased because that that is my squad. Well, you know what? I mean, um, we all grew. We both grew up in the '70s. I I wasn't a a Steelers fan in the '70s, but you know, I mean, the Steelers were you know huge. You know, when the Cowboys were big in the '90s, the Steelers were huge in the '70s. It's just that that was their decade. That I mean, besides the Cow- Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders, you know, the only other thing knew about football were the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah, I mean, the, the Steelers. Uh, are unique because one family owns them. One family's been all that's owned them. Uh, you know, Art Rooney won them at the racetrack for $2,500. What a deal he got. What, yeah, that's what he paid for the Pittsburgh Steelers was 2500 bucks. And here it is, you know, what is it, 78? It's either 70, might be 80 years. 33... 75. Yeah, so... 75, 76 years. So, and 76 years later, the team's still owned by the Rooneys. Um, It's just... And it's just so cool to see, you know, Dan Rooney receive, you know, getting the trophy again, you know, for the sixth time. And, you know, the only thing I can say is we're going for number seven. Well, of course, you, you always got to go for the next one. I'm just glad, you know, it's great the Steelers won, and that's great for them. I'm just glad it wasn't another year with the Patriots in it. You, you get tired of seeing specific teams in the Super Bowl, and you're just like, yeah, I'm not going to watch this year. I don't, I don't really care who wins. Well, I'm, I'm really tired of Bill Belichick being called a genius. He's not a genius. He was at the right place at the right time. Yeah, exactly. And he's got, you know, if I had those players, I'd be the genius. Well, that's what I it mean, is. You, you don't have to be you know, super brilliant when you have that kind of team around you. But speaking of genius, what's up with this new Rubik's Cube? You know, it's funny. I think it was like two weeks ago we talked about that guy who spent 26 years working on trying to get the Rubik's Cube back. And you remember the 80s like I do. You remember when Rubik's Cube came out, everybody had a Rubik's Cube. That stupid Mm six-sided, three-by-three colors, match them all up, which I never could do. Thing. And, and I remember there was Rubik's Revenge, which was four by four, and there was there was a few other things. Missing Link was one, and some weird shit. Well, you know, Rubik's I, he went away. The guy's Hungarian; he's a recluse. And uh, I guess you know Rubik's is, is become a big thing again. You see, you know, kids are playing with this shit. I don't know why the hell they play with it. I'd rather have the internet and porn myself. But uh, Erno Rubik, the creator of that game, has come out with something that looks kind of interesting. I, I might have to get one of these called Rubik's Three Hundred and Sixty. What this is, if you look at the picture on AverageJoeShow.com, we have the links for this. It's basically – it's a big ball. It's kind of a clear ball. It has six balls inside that are trapped within three transparent plastic spheres. Now, I don't know exactly how you're supposed to do it, but I'm assuming you're supposed to adjust the spheres somehow to get the balls into their proper holes on the outside. And uh, it, it, it looks interesting. Rubik always comes up with something interesting. Uh, 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 what do you think of this? Well, looking at the uh, at the Rubik's Cube facts near the bottom, I can't even pronounce how high the, the number of possibilities is. Let me see. 
Um, it's quintillion, 43 quintillion, 252 quadrillion, 3 billion, 274 million. No, no, wait a minute. Thousand, million, billion, trillion, quadrillion. Quint- yeah, 43 quintillion, 252 quadrillion, 3 trillion, 274 billion, 489 million, 856,000. <laughs> okay. I'm well, a loser. Faces. Yeah, apparently. And, but it only has one solution. Yeah, which is to match, you know, all the colors. Yeah, I mean, you, you, you can spin that damn thing, but there's only one answer, which is cool. Uh, what do I think about it? Yeah, what do you think of it? I, I think that uh, it's something for you to waste time with. The, there are the, the mathematical geniuses who sit there and they can, you know, using statistics and whatnot – can figure out okay if you turn you know turn this side four times this side three times and you know rotate that around that eventually it comes out all right but uh, you know as far as i'm concerned i i'm with you i'd rather have internet porn it's you know it's funny if something like this comes out i think there'll be a few people that buy it I might buy it if it's not expensive, which is probably – I bet you it's going to be like 20 bucks for this piece of crap. It's, it's a piece of plastic. It's going to be like 20 bucks for it. There's going to be a few people out there. There's probably going to be some people that love puzzles. They're, you know what? I give kudos to people that can sit there and do these, these mind puzzles and try to figure all these solutions out to this stuff. But I don't think it's going to sell for shit. I, I agree. I, I think that the Rubik's Cube's day is done. Uh, they had their heyday in the early 80s. And, you know, leave it at that. You know, it's still, it's just a new design of the same old thing. That's what it is. Exactly. Rubik's Cube for the 21st century is the way I look at it. Yeah, and it's, and basically it's to surprise all those little kitties out there who have, who didn't see the original. Yeah, but they don't Um, care. The little kitties out there don't care. That's not the internet. Is that a website? Is that a video game? No, that's a piece of plastic. I agree with you. I mean, the the days of, you know, the the Rubik's cube and the you know the different little, uh, you know, puzzles. Hand, you know, the do you remember the sliding puzzles? There would be a picture, and you had to slide one slot, you know, one yep. little plastic chiclet at a time. Love those things. So you made great. the picture. Yeah, they're dead. You know, because kids don't care. Well, um, kids are past that nowadays. You know that that to them is just old fashioned. Yeah, it's basically like Lincoln Logs. Exactly. But speaking of old fashioned, how about Groundhog Day? Yeah, it's a good movie. I've seen that. Bill Murray. Yeah, and the actual Groundhog Day itself passed uh, February second, the day after the Super Bowl, and Punxsutawney Phil being the Rat bastard fucking vermin that he is predicts six more weeks of winter. Now, there was absolutely no need for him to do this. He could have just stayed in his hole, not said a damn word. I would have been, and if we would have been stuck with six more weeks of winter, so be it. He didn't need to tell me. Uh, and, I, and I'm pissed that he told me. Have uh, how far is Puxatawney from you? you? I know you're over by Pittsburgh. Is that? Is that- no, I'm in Pittsburgh. It's about 65 miles. Have you ever gone over there? Yeah, actually, I've been to Puxatawney. Um, I my uncle has a hunting cabin up there. Oh, really? And um, yeah, and I've seen Puxatawney Phil, and that that damn uh, groundhog in Puxatawney is treated like a king. You cannot imagine. I mean, they keep him in this big ass cage. And it's ridiculous. He he's ridiculously large. The the pictures that they show on the internet and stuff, you cannot fathom how big this animal is until you see it up close and personal. Well, well, the funny thing is, uh, I, I know you've seen the movie Groundhog Day. I know there's a lot of people out there that have seen the movie Groundhog Day. The funny thing is, what I found out is that th- that this whole event in Puxatawney is just like the movie. You know, oh yeah! They pull him out of the box. The guy with the big hat on. They show the groundhog. He pretends to talk to the groundhog. The groundhog tells him the story, and he says it's six more weeks of winter, and that blows my freaking mind that that's the way it really is. Yeah, it, that's you know it, it, it. I guess if you live in Punxsutawney, that's all they have. 
Yeah, that's that's what they're known for. One day a year, they become a big deal. Yeah, every February 2nd, people all over the planet hear of Punxsutawney, Pennsylvania. Other than that, you don't hear about Punxsutawney again until next February 2nd. Well, you know, and the funny thing is, though, that these – and I was listening to uh, one of the radio shows around here from New York City, and they were talking about how one of the newscasters was on location in Punxsutawney – and they were making trying to make this into a news story, and the reporter she was basically like, uh, "Yeah, they talked to him, and uh, yeah, winter or not winter, she didn't give a crap. This is such a non-story. They make a big deal of this every year about this goddamn groundhog." Yeah. Now I, you know, it's if you live in Puxatawney, it's a big thing to, you know what? That's great, but you know what? New York City, our one of our stories today, we're gonna go to Jill and Puxatawney with the groundhog thing. Jill doesn't give a shit what she what's going on there. Well, you know what? Yeah, but it, I mean, it, that's one of the things that goes back to tradition. You know, traditionally, you know, a hundred years ago, farmers believed that the the groundhog could see his shadow. You'd get six more weeks of winter. Blah 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 blah. So, you know, and and it's could you know, it, it's more or less an old wives' tale that's been passed on for generation after generation after generation, and. You know, they still celebrate and they have the big, you know, party and parade and whatnot in Punxsutawney and the rest of the country doesn't get it. And I, and I understand that and I don't get it, you know, but the fact that, you know, that they're keeping that little chunk of history alive, that's pretty cool. That's cool that they do that, but you don't need you don't need to give me twenty minutes of the new morning news to tell me about the goddamn groundhog. You know what I know? I look at my calendar and guess what? February second, six more weeks, spring starts. So it doesn't matter what the goddamn groundhog says anyway. It's still goddamn winter. Yeah, and and it's, I, a, it's an excuse for them to have a big party. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I definitely agree. It's great that the town does it, but you know what? I don't need a news story on top of it. But what's funny of this is someone somewhere said that like only like 19% of the time the groundhog actually says that spring's coming early. It's like, okay. You know, first of all, it's it's been snowing left and right lately. It's been, you know, below freezing lately, and you're going to tell me that winter's another six weeks to go? There is a surprise. Hold on. We're talking about this stupid gerbil popping its head out <laughs> in Pennsylvania in February. Right. Of course there's going to be six more weeks of goddamn winter. You're in Pennsylvania. It, you know, it would be something a little bit different if he popped his head out in Miami Beach and said, hey, you know what? It's going to be warm. <laughs> well, they should do that. They should have They should have a, um, you know, a oh, was it Palm, Palm Beach uh, fill or something like that, <laughs> whatever the hell you want to call it down there. Yeah, but it, I don't even think they have groundhogs in Florida. <laughs> groundhogs would melt away. It's so goddamn hot down there. Yeah, I, I guess it, it could be Alfred the alligator. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> On a side note, though, believe it or not, and I saw this, like I said, we're, we're so close to New York. Apparently, Staten Island did a Groundhog's Day thing, too. They had uh, Mayor Bloomberg, that asshole that's the mayor of New York City out there, and he had to pull this groundhog out of a box. And uh, he didn't look too happy pulling it out, and the groundhog wasn't too happy too. Apparently, he handed it right over to the handler. And from what I know, the handler took it off the camera because this son of a bitch was biting left and right. It was pissed. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, groundhogs are mean little creatures. They, they, don't, they don't look friendly. They don't look like a nice kitty cat you want to hug. And they're really not. And I don't understand the whole, you know, thing behind, you know, let's 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 pick it up and play with it and stuff. No, I mean, Punk's a Tawny Phil is kind of tame because he's been around humans, you know, and for the rest of the year he spent, you know, he spends it in a cage and, and he's fed, well, well bet, fed. Well, he's probably before. pretty old, too. He's probably no, you know, spring chicken. No, he's a he's a spring groundhog. And I bet he, you he tells him what spring and I, I bet you anything they dope him up for, for Groundhog's Day. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. You know, I'm yeah. I'm sorry. If I'm I'm that jerk off with a top hat on, I'm not going to pick up an animal that could bite me for Christ's sakes. Uh, nah. By by the time Phil's out, he's loaded up with Valium. He's like, yeah, whatever, dude. There, yeah, I saw my shadow. What the fuck? Back off. You know. Give me another hit of that stuff. That was cool. You know, speaking of Groundhog's Day, I uh, I stumbled over something. Apparently, February sixth today, the day we're recording this is. World Nude Day. 
Now, I don't know what the hell this is supposed to be, but apparently this this whole idea, this this crap started in New Zealand where um, they just want everyone to basically be nude for the day. And they have a contest where if you take videotapes of yourself and upload it, you could win $10,000 in U.S. gold. And they've got pictures of people bare-ass naked on their website at worldnewday.com. I, I uh, <laughs> this is one of them stories that, that you pull out that just has me speechless. Um, uh, you know, New Zealand's fairly warm. Well, it it is sometimes, and I can understand it. But I was checking it out, and I was checking out some of the other things, you know, some of the other stories. And there was one; these guys went snowboarding, nude. There's no. It wasn't your traditional snowboarding. It was more or less kind of like uh, water skiing, except in the snow on a snowboard. They were pull- He was being pulled by a naked guy driving the uh, snowmobile. And then there's another naked guy riding the snowboard. And be- before they... They started, and then I don't know what language they were they were speaking. The translation was at the bottom, and basically they said it's minus eighteen degrees, and this girl's holding a uh, digital thermometer, and it was like minus eighteen point three, <laughs> and here's frickin' frack, just butt naked. Climbing onto this this snowmobile, and I'm like, you have got to be out of your mind. Okay, I went outside today at nine degrees with clothes on to turn the car on, and I was freezing my balls off. I sure as hell ain't gonna go outside bare ass naked. No, 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 no. And it, now, now here, let, let's let's take it a step further. Now you're outside to you went outside in nine degree weather to start your car, right? Okay. Now let's double that. So now it's minus eighteen. Mm-hmm. You're gonna go out and start your freaking motorcycle. <laughs> and you're going to go 200 yards. We won't even make you go real far. Right. By the time you get to the end of your destination, your skin should be about ready to fall off. It, it, the, the amount of cold involved there is just beyond belief. Well, I'll tell you, this takes, this takes the term blue balls to a whole new level. Oh, Absolutely. <laughs> And, and you know what? In all honesty, the naked body is one of the ugliest things in the world. You know, you know, you look at porn and stuff like that, and you know, like oh wow, but you know, you a lot of these women and a lot of these men bare ass naked. That's scary. I, I don't know why anyone would want to videotape themselves and upload it to a website, even for ten thousand dollars. Hey, people do all kind of crazy things for money. Well, you know what? <laughs> they can keep it. I, I'll keep my clothes on and uh, put an extra jacket on when I go outside. You can do whatever the hell you want in the freezing cold, bare-ass naked. Yeah. It's just another excuse for people to show their testicles off. Or... <laughs> <laughs> well, you, well, you know, well, you know, the thing is uh, a lot of like porn sites, this isn't a porn site, but you got to you know, click through. A lot of porn sites out there show up as malware when you click on them. Uh, apparently, someone else was showing websites as malware too. Yeah. Uh, last, in fact, I actually saw this happen. Oh, I didn't. I missed it. Um, I, I was up early and I was surfing the web and I don't remember what I was searching for. But it kept coming up and telling me that this site is malware. And it says, this site may harm your computer. And there's, there's a, we have a, a screenshot of it on The Average Joe Show. And, every, and if you'll notice where the arrows are under every site, it says, this site may harm your computer. And if, but if you would have clicked on the link itself, you get a splash page. It's like, this is bad. You can't go any further. And you can't click around it. And... I mean, if you use Yahoo or whatever, and I meant to do this because I, just because I'm sick like that, I was going to Google uh, Microsoft just so I had the, the site may <laughs> harm your computer. But uh, yeah, it, it was just the, the most odd thing I'd ever seen that uh, apparently what it was was they have a uh, an aggregator that prov- uh, 
that provides them a list of malware sites. And when they imported the list, apparently the symbol for root was there by itself. And so that says, well, basically the whole internet is bad. That's a wild card for everything in this directory. Yeah, anything with a slash basically is what it was. Exactly. And every website has a slash, HTTP colon slash slash. Yes. And so as soon as it hits that slash, it goes, oh, that's bad. <laughs> so, you know, as a wild card, so it, 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 it took them a while to fix it. It was about an hour or 40 minutes. Well, they said 40 minutes, but it was about an hour from when I saw it. And, in fact, there was Twitters going on, and uh, I got a Twitter from uh, Callie Lewis saying that, uh, <laughs> has anybody else seen a problem with Google? And it was like, whoa, you know, yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, that's what it was. And I thought it was pretty cool. It's funny, you know, and, you you know, as many people, oh, my goodness. You know, when I when I hit it and I said, oh, apparently something's, you know, goofed up. I went and did a search on Yahoo. Hey, what do you know? That works. Okay, I'm good. You know, and there's people that oh, Google's bad. They broke the whole Internet. They didn't break nothing. You know, go elsewhere. MSN has a search. Yahoo has a search. You know, try something else. But it's I still thought it was funny. Oh, it's funny, but it kind of scares you too because of this this whole cloud computing concept where they want us to put all our information on the internet and you know keep nothing locally. And with Google, with Gmail and the searches and Google Health, and uh, they're starting to talk about the G Drive where you can put files on you know the cloud and retrieve them later it kind of scares me though that you know a simple human error like this could basically lock you out of everything you have yeah yeah well i mean you're also using the search itself you know and the the thing with the g drive you know they're making i think that's you know one of them much ado about nothing because microsoft's had that they call it in their live um offering and they call it the sky drive it's the same thing um i don't think that you know cloud computing is still in its infancy and i trust it to an extent you know i don't put things in the cloud that i expect that i would be mission critical you know something that i'm going to need to recover now, you know, something that I have to go, a presentation I have to give at work or something like that. I would never trust that in like Google Docs. You know, I want it on, you know, I want it locally so that if I'm going to pre- do a presentation or whatever, I'm not relying on whether or not I can get an internet connection for it. Now, I, I, I like Google, I like the idea of Google Docs where you could have it as a backup or you sync it to Google Docs essentially, where if you're not at your computer, you're somewhere else. You say, "Oh, I need to get a specific file." You know, you could just pull it up. It, it, well, have you tried the offline mode for uh, Gmail yet? I I don't need to check my mail when I I don't need to do mail when I'm offline. I haven't tried it yet. Have you tried it? Yeah, it, it works pretty well. Um, it, it's nice if you have a laptop. You know, if it because my laptop is my primary machine. Same here. And. uh so if if I were to go, you know, stop, I could basically hit my Gmail right before I leave the house, let it do its sync. Then if I go to a coffee shop or whatever that does, or it doesn't have uh, wireless and I have no connectivity, I can still read my mail, respond to any mail, and, you know, and hit send. And then as soon as I get another, go to another place that gets an internet connection, it transmits everything at that time. I think that that's, that's a, a decent option, you know, instead of, well, it's on, you know, that, that's moving the cloud into your local, which is what you were talking about. Right. I think. Because then you're still able to, to do stuff even if you're disconnected from the cloud. I, I think it's a great idea. You know, I don't check my mail unless I'm near a computer. I don't need to write emails unless I'm online. I, it's it's 
I don't need to be connected that much. The only thing I did here, and it won't affect you or me, but it'll affect people that get hundreds and thousands of emails a day, is if they go offline and then they get a connection, it might take them an hour to get all their emails. Yeah. But the good, right. the good thing is, though, they could stop it in the middle if they have to. They have that ability to stop it. But yeah, I'm not going to use a service. I, I really don't take my laptop everywhere with me i you know i pretty much use it at the house and uh that's about it you know a lot of people that you know that's their business computer or you know the computer that they take with them everywhere and and it's great and 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 that's the way we need to use the cloud we can't use the cloud solely in the cloud we have to have stuff that we can do offline you know we need to be able to do stuff like our documents and whatnot offline and then when we do get a connection we can you know upload them to the computer upload them to the cloud and whatnot. If we do everything solely in the cloud, we're going to be helpless when we're not near a Wi-Fi connection. Okay. I mean, I mean, really, the, cl- the cloud's going to be a great thing, but if we rely too much on it too quickly, we're going to get bit in the ass. And, and that's what I'm saying. I do agree with you on that point. Uh, just because if you have something that is that important, you have to have it on a thumb drive. You have to have it on a local computer because if I, I know that if I walk into a meeting and I drop down my laptop to, to do a presentation or whatever and I say, well, I can't do it because I can't get a connection to the Internet, I'm going to be looking for another job. Definitely. So uh, it speaks volumes to the ability to go local. Well, yeah, you should always have a local copy of something. If you need to pull something up, you want to have it right then and there. You should always have a local copy. And, and, and like Leo Laporte says and everyone says, and I totally agree, you need to have two backups. You need to have one locally and you need to have one you know, off somewhere else, either on, on the, in the cloud somewhere or at a different location. And that's the way it should well, be. You're exactly right because that's uh, in fact what I do. I have a local backup that I run once a week that back backs up to a uh, removable drive. And then I have another backup that runs every day that syncs with my mobile me account. And it copies all my, um, all my other stuff up there onto my iDisk, I think is what it's called. But, that keeps that keeps everything in sync so that if something were to happen to my laptop and it gets stolen tomorrow, I recover everything. But you're like me. You're not going to put personal information in the cloud. No, I don't have any. I, no. You know, that's you don't the have anything that goes the only thing that goes in the cloud is works is all work related. Right. And if I put personal information, I don't say personal if I put personal documents in the cloud it's bullshit stuff if it was like show notes like this something that if someone got oh my god we're so much trouble someone's got the show notes for tonight i don't care i'm not going to have you know social securities phone numbers addresses no 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 never never no 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 that's that's the thing that's the thing that people have to understand is we, we can only rely on the cloud to a point we can't throw everything up in the cloud oh well you know i got it in the cloud i could you know if my computer crashes i could just pull it up yeah, because there are times when the the cloud gets hacked, and you know you don't put anything there that you would you wouldn't want to see, you know, floating around anywhere. You know, like you said, social security numbers, that kind of thing. I I would never ever ever trust something like that to the cloud. In all honesty, I don't even think I have social security numbers on this computer at all. I mean. In any document locally, I don't even think I have any personal information like that. Uh, yeah, and I agree. I think so. I think everything I have for socials is in a lockbox, and it's hard copies. There's nothing, nothing digital. And if it was digital, that's when you put it on a thumb drive and throw it in a lockbox somewhere. You know, you just gotta be Absolutely. just gotta be careful with it. And well, let's get to the last story tonight. And uh, I'm just gonna read the story verbatim because it's just. It's very interesting. Uh, of course, the lovely state of Florida. It always, it, you ever notice that it seems like all the unusual stories happen in Florida? Yeah, it's like weird gravitates there. It always is. And, and it's funny. I lived in Florida for such a long time. It seems like we always got the best stories. Well, here we go. I think we all fantasize. You know, we all fantasize about having three ways. You know, two hot women, one guy. 
you know, you've done that, right? You've had fantasies of that? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. You're a guy. If you didn't, then there's something wrong with you. Unless it was a devil's threesome, you know, two guys, one girl. <laughs> no, 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 no. Well, that, that would never, ever be a fantasy. No. <laughs> okay. No. Okay. All right. Don't even put a thought in my head. Ooh. The only sex I'd have with two guys is Ben and Jerry. And that's the ice cream, my friend, not the people. Okay, so this happened in Cape Coral, Florida. Never been to Cape Coral, but I know where it is. Uh, George Bartusik Bartusik was having a three-way in the parking lot of a grocery store. But the problem is that the women he was having the threesome were were actually blow-up dolls. (laughs) When the police arrived on the scene, he stepped out of the car and explained that he was headed to a Target store to buy some clothes for his plastic companions. Unfortunately, he had a three-inch hole in front of his shorts and nothing underneath. Witnesses accused him of masturbating and aggressively kissing the dolls, and he was promptly arrested. All right. Um, <laughs> Where do you start with this story? Well, I actually – I'd seen this earlier in the week, and I find it so funny. I posted it on my Facebook account. Uh you know when you when when I first read the line, you know that, you know he was in the middle of a three way in you know in the parking lot. I'm like, good for him, <laughs> good job. And then it, you know, and, and it, like you said, you read a little bit further, and it says with two blow up dolls. You go, you sick freak. What in the hell is wrong with you? <laughs> you know, and, and um. It's like, didn't you think people would see you? Well, you couldn't think about taking your your blow up dolls. I don't know, and, and I bet you it comes out he he's married to some big crazy chick, who you know, you know was worried about him cheating on her or whatever. So now he's in jail, and the evidence against him is two blow up dolls. Uh. The, the, how, what do you do? You know, you call you call your you know call in for work. Hey, I'm not going to be in today. Uh, I'm in jail. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I, I got picked up in the parking lot of of Target. Yeah, I, I was in the middle of a threesome. Well, and, and at that point, the boss is like, "All right," and he goes, "With a couple blow up dolls, you sick freak. You're now unemployed." Well, the funny thing is, he was in a grocery store parking lot, so I guess he'd prefer. Plastic over paper. <laughs> I know. I don't know why. Uh, well, think about it. You're having a threesome with two plastic dolls. Wouldn't it be a lot of work on your part because they're plastic dolls? I mean, how do you have a threesome? What do you do with one when you're having sex with the other one? That's my question. I could say so many rude things. I'm trying, I'm trying not to. Oh, come on. Just because... We're talking about a guy having sex with two plastic dolls. Uh, and they're not even – you couldn't even accidentally confuse them with the real thing. You know. And what's funny is it, it, when, if somebody goes and sees the pictures that we got – well, the, the news story has on the Average Joe show, they actually have pictures of the blow-up dolls – Redacted. <laughs> so you can't say it. So they must have it's holes. Just, yeah. It's just ridiculous. Well, it looks like you can kind of see the – I don't know if that's the mouth of them. It looks like it's got one of the mouths that you could uh, insert your uh, manhood in. Yeah. Well, if you, if you go to, down at the bottom where they have the pictures, uh-huh. you can – there's the they actually have the uh that main picture unredacted. Ooh, they're sexy. Yeah, ain't they? I, I don't know how anyone could actually uh enjoy that. Me either. <laughs> and especially a threesome. Yeah. I don't know. And you look at 
you look at this guy and he just has pervert written all over him. Oh, so. God, yeah. Look at the hole in that puppy. It's got a bathing suit on and got a hole in it. That's Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's disgusting. Hey, hey. hey baby. <laughs> no, not so much. Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. You got to check out these pictures. Go to – oh, I, I, caution. You might want not want to, but you can go to AverageJoeShow.com and uh, we've got links to this story and all the other stories we did tonight and uh, – if you're lonely and you want something to uh, look at, uh, check these out, these pictures of uh, these women. Apparently, he was trying to take them out to a fancy dinner. He got cigarettes and Reese's peanut butter cups for them. <laughs> you know, I, the, I'm kind of thinking that, you know, he doesn't need to go to jail. <laughs> he needs to go see, you know, he needs professional help. But I, I don't think a jail is the place for him to go because once he starts telling other inmates why he got arrested, he's going to be their blow-up doll. Oh, you know that. Here's my valve, baby. Blow me up. Exactly. <laughs> okay, I think we need to end this show here before we get a little too far. Uh, I want to thank Mr. Ward Miller for being here tonight. Don't forget to check out Ward on his other podcast he does with his friend Chuck at restaurantfoodfast.com. Uh, Ward, what are you going to be doing this week on the show? Or, or I think you just released the episode. I saw uh, an email earlier tonight. No, actually, to, to be honest with you, the, the show released Sunday at, on its normal time. And today was just the first time that I had the opportunity to sit down and write a mail. And that's all it was. I was able to sit down and write an email, you know, because that uh, Sunday I posted our 52nd episode, you know, and and very much like the average Joe show, we do uh, an episode a week. So um, that was our one year anniversary show. I, I thought you missed a few weeks there, though. Didn't you miss a few weeks? No, actually. Uh, yeah, we did right at Christmas. But. For the most part, it uh, we missed like two weeks just because of poor planning on our part. But we still made you know fifty two episodes, so that's roughly a year. And we're we called it our one year anniversary because it was fifty two episodes. Well, on, on a side note, unofficially, our our one year anniversary was February third, but we've only done twenty three episodes, so uh, I wouldn't really consider a year of podcasting yet. Yeah, well, that that was the opposite because. The restaurant food fast we'd been doing for a while, and uh, I just wanted to the the email that I sent out was basically just thanking all the viewers and stuff that we have that uh, that watch us every week and bother to take the time to download our show and see what we're talking about. It's a great show. I love it. I watch it every week. I tell you, and I, I'm not just bullshitting the audience here. I, I download it. I have the feed automatically downloads Sunday and Monday at work. I have it going. I, it's sitting right there in front of my computer, and I just watch you two guys uh, goof around and cook some food up. Uh, what's going to be cooked this week? Um, we're still on our um, – we are on our Eastern European theme. And this week we will be posting um, Puppercush. Interesting. It's, yeah, it's a, it's a Czech dish. Czech was fucking. It's really good. Um, you know, it, it's one of them things where the name really doesn't do it justice. Uh, basically, Puppercush is kind of like a stroganoff, except instead of using beef, you use chicken. Interesting. And uh, it's really good. I'll have to make sure we check that out at restaurantfoodfast.com. You know, Ward and Chuck, they read all the comments on on the website. Uh, they take emails. They got Twitter accounts. Check out the show. Uh, every week, every Sunday, they release a new episode. All the information's on their website at Restaurant Food Fast. Please, love of God, just check it out. Just watch it once. Trust me, you're going you're gonna to like the show. It's not a fancy cooking show where you, know, you have to buy expensive wines and stuff like that. It's stuff that you have in your kitchen and – if it takes them 20 minutes to do the show, it's going to take you about 20 minutes to cook the stuff. This is pretty much real time. There's a little bit of editing, but that's just a few few seconds here and there. So if you're watching a 20-minute podcast of this show, their cooking is about 20 minutes long. So For the most part. For the most uh, part. There, yeah, I don't – we have yet to do a show 
that uh, that we have to, um, you know, that we'd have to cut for, you know, or pull the, uh, you know, we we put the thing in and we pull out one that's already pre-made. We haven't done that yet. Well, hopefully um, you won't have to. I, I, honestly, I hope you don't do that because, uh, I mean, well, I like this idea much better. Well, there's some stuff that, that people have asked us to do. And um, like a, there's a braised red cabbage that, that we've been asked to do. And uh, braising takes a long time to to do it right. Now, we can do some stuff faster. Um, we just haven't decided yet on what we're planning on doing. Uh, but pretty much if you, you could watch all of our episodes, up, all 52 of them are done in real time. And they're per- they're pretty short. They're about thirty minutes, give or take. They're not that long, uh, so you know it's basically a thirty minute meal, forty five minutes at most. It's uh, it, it's a great show. So make sure you check it out, restaurantfoodfast.com. Um, just gotta let you guys know, I got a tweet tonight. I might be doing a podcast tomorrow called the Ben's Ben's Tech Show. I believe that's the name of it, Ben's Tech Show. I, I'll put the URL in the show notes. It's a roundtable tech talk show. I got invited late today, and I said I'd love to do it. I don't know when it's going to be, but it, it's sometime tomorrow. Uh, so check that out. I'll put the website on, in the show notes. Check it out. It's not it's not the basic .com one. It's, it's a little funky. So Ben's Tech Show, I'll be on. And, of course, I'll be good talking about our tech show I do, uh, Tech Game Show, techgameshow.com. We just released an episode yesterday, released episodes Thursday, every Thursday night on that. We cover everything from game reviews, sites to see, free files, Apple applications, stuff like that. It's a little bit of this and that. Uh, check it out. Leave us comments. Send us emails. Just just like Restaurant Food Fast, we love to hear from you guys. We want to expand the show, make it better for you. If we can make the show better for you, we want – you to tell everyone about it and we get more people to watch us we're not in it for the money we're in it for the joy just like ward and chuck are i also want to thank you guys for coming to this show average joe show average joe show.com talk at average joe show.com is our email you can leave comments on this episode all previous episodes got links to every story we talk about since episode one which we did last february 3rd Everything's on there. Leave us comments. Shoot us emails at talk at com. We want to hear from you guys. Tell us what you like. Tell us what you don't like. You know, If you want this stuff to be a little bit longer, a little less in-depth, more tech, less tech, more sports, what do you want? Let us know. That's talk at com. Please check out the website, AverageShowShow.com. I want to thank everyone again for downloading this episode, spending a little bit of time with me and Ward here, shooting the shit, you know, having a little bit of fun. We hope you enjoyed it. Hope you come back again next week. Until then, have a good one. Thank <laughs> you.